Big Ten Media Day is coming up next week. Three Hawkeyes were named. They'll be making the trip to Indianapolis. We'll talk about that. Three players go in the MLB draft from the University of Iowa. And we're talking betting coming up today on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for joining us once again on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. I'm Trent Condon. For everybody out there in audio land, thanks for joining us. And on video land in our YouTube uh, channel, you can find us, Locked On Hawkeyes. Thanks for joining us as I'm going through this for the first time, trying to get things figured out. Uh, could be a learning process. We'll we'll see how things go here today. But what I do have for you, no doubt, is we're going to be talking a lot of Hawkeyes and a lot of good things certainly going on in the world of Iowa. Kick things off first, and I want to th- say thank you to making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us all kinds of different places, and we'll be with you. LaShawn Daniels, great catching up with him. And for me, getting to know him last week, for you longtime listeners of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast, know you've had those opportunities in the past, but first chance to speak with him. Some cool stuff, EA Sports, where he has his full-time gig. A lot of fun talking about that, and we get ready for the Iowa football season. As mentioned, next week, it will be the start of things over at Media Days, and the Big Ten will get things going. Three players from each of the 14 schools invited over to Indianapolis. Uh, We found out last week Riley Moss, he had mentioned that he is not going to be able to make the trip and was a little bit disappointed because they get to go private and get to take the private plate over there, and that's not going to be the case for him. But we do find out the names of the three guys that will be going uh, here this week and kicking things off with Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, no surprise on this one. In fact, when you know, you're playing the game, you're trying to figure things out just a little bit, who's going to go, who is it going to be, that was certainly one that made a whole lot of sense. Jack Campbell, All-American by basically everybody in the preseason, if not first team, certainly second team, and he's going to be there representing the Hawkeyes. Also there, from the offensive side of the football, Sam Laporta. You needed to take an offensive guy, right? Had to bring somebody to talk about the offense, the issues that they went through a year ago, and what improvements they're certainly going to be looking for uh, coming up this season. So Sam LaForta makes a whole lot of sense. Had an opportunity, certainly could have made the jump this year to the NFL, could have given himself a chance, decided instead that he was going to come back for one final season, try to put it all together. Drops a little bit of a problem with him a year ago, consistency, something that's been talked about, but we'll get into that certainly a lot more in here from Sam Laporta next week. And then finally, Kayvon Merriweather, also from the defensive side of the football. Remember a year ago, he was given the Golden Gavel Award from the press corps over there at the University of Iowa on the Hawkeye beat. A guy that certainly has been out front and talking about what has happened with this program, the changes that he has seen, and a whole lot more. So it'll be good to hear from Kayvon Merriweather, and uh, those will be the three Hawkeyes that will be making their way over uh, starting next week over to Big Ten Football Media Days. That'll be happening again next week, and looking forward to that, and we'll have a lot of coverage here for you on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast with that. Though, unfortunately, I'm going to be on vacation. So won't get to it right away, but we'll have plenty of nuggets that will come out of that and uh, more to come on that front. No, I'm not leaving right as we're getting started here with the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. It's not the case. It's not the way that this is going, no. Instead, we're uh, really getting this thing ramped up and starting to go out on our daily episodes starting when I get back on August 3rd. We will start with that uh, each and every weekday with the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. I'd like to also thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find your candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So three guys make their way to Indy, but 
there is more news, news from over the weekend. And that news, well, it talks about what is happening with Iowa and what is happening in the off season. Now, freshmen have made their way on campus, not just the early enrollees that were there and had the opportunity to go through spring football, go through the 15 practices, really get their feet underneath them, and maybe most importantly, get working with the strength and conditioning program and figuring out uh, that realm of it. But the other piece that you get out of this is what happens on the other side with these guys, just learning your surroundings, learning kind of what makes things go, right? What makes things tick? And, and that's been certainly a big case in the, something you've seen in the past with these guys uh, going forward. So one part I thought was really interesting, though, is some of the team-building exercises that you have, and one that we hear seemingly every single summer, so we hear about the team building exercises, things you go through, you get to know your teammates, get to know your roommates. It's all different. Look, first time you left home, right? Didn't matter if you went to college, didn't matter if you joined the armed forces, or if you're just out looking for a place. Unless you lived alone your whole life, it's a transition period. And you're figuring out all these different things. So Iowa does this, has a bunch of things going on in that realm. But one hap- thing happens every summer, it's over in Solon, just up the road, and it's the beef days. Look. You grew up in this state. You grew up in the Midwest. I'm going to guess your town, if you lived in a town, not a city, you had something like this, right? In fact, just this past weekend, live in Des Moines, live in West Des Moines, and went over to Clive. They had their little get-together, and my kids played some games, had some fun, that kind of thing. Got bands playing. We all did this, right? Well, Solon has beef days. That's their event. We had Maple Days. We had Bratwurst Days up there. It was Bratwurst Days. That was in Stacyville. Yeah, Turkey Days in Grafton. Yeah, okay, we've all had these days, right? Okay, you get it. So one of their big things that they have, though, is a hail toss competition. They see how high they can throw these hay bales. Now, if you're a city kid like me, you didn't have to do that stuff. And if I had to, it would have been a disaster. Like, I probably couldn't even lift the thing. And I certainly couldn't today. But that's what they have. And we've seen some greats that have won this competition in the past. Tristan Wirfs, Tyler Linderbaum, going back, Matt Kroll, who won it a bunch of times and, and hit it well. At the Solon Beef Days, there's always the rumor, what happened to Drew Tate? Did he hurt himself trying to be in this competition? All that aside, what we find out, though, is the winner is a redshirt freshman, Jennings Dunker. Now, Jennings Dunker didn't get action a year ago. A guy, though, that there's been rumblings from time. Maybe this is a guy that's going to have an opportunity to make a big jump this year and going to put himself in the mix. Now, it's all well and good. You can find the video online. Fun seeing him up there chucking that hail bale and doing the thing. But it leads to... Our conversation today, talking about this offensive line. And through the 23 years of Kirk Ferentz, offensive line is always one of the staples, one of the things that you talk about. Now, have there been times that it's been a disappointment? No doubt. Like Nothing's going to live up to the 2002 offensive line. What they were able to do with that group was unquestionably the best offensive line they had and the most accolades that they had with Gallery and then the four senior starters and then a fifth guy. Uh, out of that senior group that was really, really good that came in. You had David Porter, and you had up front Bruce Nelson, who was excellent. Of course, Gallery out at left tackle. All kinds of great players, right? Steinbach was outstanding and and had a long NFL career. Those guys were great, right? Those those guys were outstanding. 2008, by the end of the season, they were playing at a really high level. And Sean Green, a big reason that he looked so good at the end of that year was what was happening up front. And as the game has evolved and changed, and we've seen college football look certainly a whole lot different than it was in the past, not just the throwing styles and and the pace of play that we see continue to increase across college football, but also running games and how different they are. And Iowa, they have stuck with the zone scheme. And the 
that has to have your guys working in unison. And one guy makes a, misses a block, it's going to look terrible for everybody. When you're going gap style, when you're going straight up blocking, a guy can miss an assignment or can mess something up, and he can still get away with it, right? That doesn't happen, certainly at the same level when you're doing zone blocking. But when it works and when it's playing at its highest level, it's incredibly difficult to stop. And that's the thought process. This is something that is never going to change with Kirk. Look, this is going to go out with him. This is going to be something that is going to continue throughout his career. I don't think there is any doubt that that is going to be something we're always going to see with Kirk Ferris. 23 years in, it hasn't changed. It's not going to change today. But I got thinking about this offensive line and what's different and how it's going to be better. You lose a first-round player, Linderbaum, an all-timer, really, when you're talking about him. When you lose a player like that, that is going to be certainly a cause for concern. But first of all, injuries a year ago. That was such a huge part. The injuries that they had, guys in and out the lineup, and the continuity. And that's what makes zone blocking, I think, so difficult at the collegiate level is you have to have that continuity. You have to have the ability for these guys working in unison, working together, getting those reps, practice, game in and game out, getting ready to go, knowing where that guy is going to be, knowing when he is dropping off the block and you need to be over there to help out. That is something that only comes with reps. That is the most important part. And without those reps, it makes it difficult. Well, injuries derailed that in a big-time way a season ago. But you also got to see some young guys get, get their feet wet. Mason Richmond, I think, has a chance to be a star. He could be the guy when we're talking about the next great offensive lineman at Iowa, the guy that's going to be a first-round draft pick. Mason Richmond, in my mind, has that opportunity to do if he continues to build on what he did a year ago in his freshman campaign. Inside, who is it going to be? After the spring, the depth chart came out. It was Tyler Ellsbury that was listed as a starter, Matt Fagan, Logan Jones. Everything that I've heard, though, Logan Jones. This guy was on his way to being a star on the defensive side of the football. They moved him over, and they did that for one reason, because he's going to be a starter. They didn't make a, a guy that was going to be part of the rotation on the defensive line, move him to offense just for him to be a placeholder, just to be a guy that's going to be over there and trying to you know, rev up the crowd. Now, that's not the reason Logan Jones is over there. He's going to be a starter. I don't think there is any doubt about that. Are there going to be other guys that have a chance? No doubt. But if the ascension continues of what we have heard from Logan Jones, he is certainly going to be there in the mix. Justin Britt, a guy that was banged up a year ago, I don't think we ever saw at any point last year what Justin Britt can be at his highest level. And then Connor Colby, who comes in a year ago as a freshman. He was not the Ballyhooed recruit that we saw with a couple other guys. And certainly David Davikoff was one of those guys that if there was going to be a freshman that you thought was going to play a year ago, you thought it was going to be David Koff, the big man, four-star from Illinois. That was not the case. Instead, it was a kid from Cedar Rapids and Connor Colby, and he went out there and acclimated himself incredibly well. 17 scholarship players overall right now along the offensive line. You look at the true freshmen, uh, Jack Dolzer and Cale Crow. I don't believe either of those guys are ones that you anticipate are going to be guys that we saw like a year ago crack the lineup. And also because the depth's a lot better too. You got Bo Stevens. He showed certainly, I think, something going back to the spring. Josh Volk, Nick DeYoung, who was a starter in the past and, and certainly this season. Jack Plummer, right tackle back for another senior season, uh, a season as a starter. So this offensive line, I think, even minus Linderbaum, not only will it be better this year, I would be surprised if they really take any kind of step back this year. It just, that's what you anticipate we're going to see. We're going to come back, and when we do, we're going to get into some betting lines. So it's something 
you might not know about me if you don't hear my radio program on KXNO every weekday from 10 to noon. You can listen to me 106.3 here in Central Iowa, KXNO, 1460 AM. But you can hear me anywhere across the state, across the globe, iHeartRadio. Just search KXNO. You can hear me 10 a.m. to noon each and every weekday. Talk a lot of Hawkeyes. Unfortunately, a lot of Cyclones, too. Yeah, got to do it. That's what happens in this market. But uh, you can catch me each and every weekday. But if you haven't heard my program or if you don't follow me on Twitter, at Trent Cotton, you should. I talk a lot of gambling. I enjoy gambling a lot. I am a huge gambler. Not in terms of volume. No, I shouldn't say volume. Not in terms of how much I wager. Look, I've got a ton of money, but I love doing it. And it's not about making money. It's not about profitability along the line. It's about, more than anything, just having a good fun and, and seeing if I personally can beat the book. I have a good time with it and certainly something we'll talk about. We're going to come back what it is with the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's when we come back here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs and reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help find you the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to and does it faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Back with you once again here as we roll through. Lots to get into, including some betting lines, and I am so excited to talk betting and uh, get into a lot of the point spreads, many of them out for the Iowa games. Game one, though, that one's going to be a little bit different. South Dakota State, an FCS team, though a very talented one, uh, more than likely we will not get a line until week of the game, and likely very well the possibility could be later in the week for that one. That is one difference when you have an FBS versus FCS game. I normally don't see those lines too early. Now, they've been more aggressive. We've seen more and more operators out there become more aggressive in putting those lines out there earlier and earlier. Maybe we can get lucky, and with it being week one, uh, perhaps an opportunity for that, but we'll keep an eye certainly on that. Which NFL stars moved the betting line the most starting July 18th? Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Smooth transition there. How about that? As uh, we get into our gambling space. So, point spreads are out for many of the games this season. My friend Chris Andrews from the South Point Casino out in Las Vegas. In the past, he always worked to try to be the first, if not the first, one of the first people out there. And he said, you know what, anymore? Not going to do that. In fact, hopefully we can get Chris on here before the season and talk some sports wagering with him with great people in the business and has so many positive things and great outlooks on sports betting. If you're interested in wagering, he can certainly help you out 
a whole lot. But he put out a bunch of lines so far this season. Uh, his games of the year were listed. Those have changed just a little bit uh, from what he initially went with, but that's something certainly to keep an eye on. FanDuel also has put their lines out. Uh, latest ones from them, I just took a look at FanDuel here just a little bit earlier, and uh, this is what they currently have. So uh, right now in the Cyhawk game, that is the first list for Iowa-Iowa State. The Hawkeyes are a six-point favorite at home. Six points is the uh, Hawkeye favorite. Iowa State getting six. If you're new to wagering, what it would look like is this. Iowa State plus six at Iowa. That means you add six points to Iowa State. Iowa, in turn, becomes a six-point favorite. So that's how you look at that if you're new to wagering and uh, trying to figure it out. Say the final score is 20-17. to 17. Iowa wins it 20-17. to 17. Well, Iowa State would then cover the spread because you're basically to them. I know dumbing it down for many of you people out there watching right now. Just trying to help everybody out, though, getting involved because I'll tell you, I'm going to be talking a lot of wagering here in the coming weeks and months. Second game listed, it is the Michigan game. Fingers crossed we're going to get a night game out of that one. Still to be seen is that big noon kickoff, which means 11 a.m. kick time. Let's hope that's not the case. But that one, little bit of a surprise in this number from FanDuel. Iowa getting just four. I understand it's at Kinnick. The possibility of a night game. Harbaugh's never won in Kinnick before. Yes, we know all the storylines and all the narratives, but, oh boy, going back to that Big Ten championship game a year ago, Michigan with McNamara coming back, they're not going to be the same team this year, but they're still going to be incredibly talented. That one came as a bit of a surprise to me. Michigan just favored by four against the Hawkeyes. Let's go next. A couple weeks later, Illinois in between. No point spread for that game. It is Ohio State. The Buckeyes uh, hosting Iowa. In fact, of these listed games uh, from FanDuel, this is the only road game for the Hawkeyes is Iowa. Getting three touchdowns against the Buckeyes. Let's hope we can relive 55-24 on a good side of things with Iowa winning once again as they did the last time they saw Ohio State. That one was a Kinnick. This is going to be at the Horseshoe. It's a tough venue, no doubt. There's not been many great appearances by the Hawkeyes. Now, hug and kiss your radios. Marv Cook barreling his way into the end zone. Was he down? Doesn't matter. There was no replay. Hawkeyes got a score way back in the late 80s. There's been those moments. There's also been some of the ugly moments. Drew Tate spiking the football after getting sacked, which felt like the, I don't know, 12th time. I've been to Columbus twice. Was hoping to get there this year. Not sure if I'm going to be able to pull it off. It's a fun trip, though. Big city. A lot to do in Columbus. A little bit different than your college time uh, town vibe that you're normally used to, but it is a fun, fun experience there if you can make your way out. Not sure if uh, in terms of W's and L's, though, it's going to be that one, and they say that with 21 being the number. Wisconsin comes to Iowa late in the season. FanDuel has Iowa as a two-point underdog at home, and finally the Black Friday matchup against Nebraska. Iowa in that one favored by three and a half. So those are some of the numbers that are out there from FanDuel, a couple other numbers that are also out there. I uh, want to throw past you right now and just kind of get you a look at where people see them. What other game? Mentioned the South Point also has theirs out in Vegas. Uh, their point spreads up. They have Iowa as a four-point underdog at Minnesota. That was the opening line. Now, Chris also opened Iowa out at South Point, a 13-point favorite. He quickly dropped it down to around a touchdown against Iowa State. So something to keep in mind. You can bet on them. You can fire. You think you got a money-making proposition that is in front of you. A possibility that that very well could happen, but uh, going to be fun. No doubt about it. Looking at some point spreads. Still more on the point spread side of things. We're also going to talk some futures. Also, 
The Iowa Hawkeyes, three players already have heard their name called in the 2022 MLB Draft. We get that as we continue on on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. I'm Trent Condon. We roll through Hawkeyes podcast, our first foray into video. Hope it's going well. Sorry for the ugly mug. What can you do? Blame my parents. This is what I got for you. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about what we have going on. Baseball, uh, the draft is continuing. As I sit here today, waiting for one other name, but three at this point. Yesterday, Adam Azer. What a story. Starts off at South Dakota State. He's our number one right away in his career. Numbers didn't look great. Somehow gets into the Cape Cod League last summer. Absolutely blows up. I mean, has an incredible run for a guy that an ERA north of five during his final campaign with the Jackrabbits, he comes back. He was amazing during the Cape Cod League and, of course, becomes Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. He goes 53rd overall, highest selection since 1990 for Iowa baseball, highest uh, pitcher since way back in the day. I mean, you're going back decades upon decades. Great news there, Adam Mazur, and another positive development for this Iowa baseball program and just how good they have been under Rick Heller now having a high draft choice. Something that's going to certainly keep an eye on a lot of prospects. Then Peyton Williams. I saw Peyton Williams starting back his freshman year at Johnston. Called a lot of his high school baseball games. I'll be seeing the Dragons, in fact, tomorrow at the state baseball tournament. Going to be over there calling some games. I'll tell you, he is an incredible talent. Seventh-round draft pick, but he's got a chance to stick because of the way he swings it. Look, he doesn't have position flexibility. He didn't have possession flexibility when he was a freshman with the Dragons. But what he certainly does have is a guy that can swing the bat in a big-time way. Good kid, hoping for the best for Peyton Williams, and he gets an opportunity as he goes to Toronto in that organization in the seventh round. And then Dylan Nedved uh, goes also to the Padres, as did Mazur, uh, this in the ninth round. So that happened earlier today. Great news, uh, certainly about that and Iowa baseball and what looks to be a certain new name certainly on that roster next season but love talking baseball and we'll get into that well we got a football season we got a wrestling season we got a basketball season still to get to all before that told you we had a couple other uh, numbers to throw your way as we were talking sports wagering a little bit earlier Uh, another one that people love to bet on before the football season is the over under over under very simply will there win more over the amount of games that a sportsbook lists or under less than the number. A lot of times they'll try to put a hook on there, a half, if you will. So seven and a half is the number this year, at least it's circa currently for Iowa. So, of course, they can't win seven and a half games this year. They'll win eight, they'll win seven, they'll win whatever it is. It can't be seven and a half. This way they can absolutely lock in that there will be a wager. It will not be a bet going back to you uh, in a refund. So seven and a half is the number. Basically, even money right now on both sides. Minus 115 on the over, meaning if you're going to win eight or more games this year for the Hawkeyes, you lay minus 115, meaning you bet 115 
to win $100. On the other side, if you take the under, it's minus 105. You bet 105 to win 100. So that's what the over-under is uh, for Iowa. Also, odds to win the Big Ten Championship, Iowa's currently 20-1, to 1, or plus 2,000 is how it's listed some places. 20 to 1, meaning you make that same $100 wager, you would win $2,100. That'd be in your account. No surprise, yes, Ohio State, they are the big favorite. In fact, they're minus money, minus 210 for the Buckeyes to win the Big Ten Championship game this year. You got Michigan up there at plus 820. Penn State also uh, at 14 to 1. Wisconsin plus 11.75. Some of the betting favorites. Nebraska with better odds. 15 to 1. Look, those Cornhuskers, they love to be separated from their money. You got Michigan State 45 to 1. You got Purdue also at 45 to 1. Uh, your long shots, Northwestern 40 to 1. Illinois 175 to 1. Indiana 200 to 1. You get the point, right? You're not going to be wasting your money on that. Rutgers 500 to 1. Eh, don't want to do that. No, don't want to do that. Uh, one final one here. Mentioned Iowa is 20-1 to 1 at Circa uh, currently to win the Big Ten Championship. You can also bet them not to do it. Got to lay nine, minus 3,500. That means you put up 3,500 to win 100 bucks back. Not exactly a great, great bet. Big Ten fans, I want you to know about what your team is up against as we get ready for the season. You certainly want to do that, and you can with the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and local experts on Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. We talk baseball. We talk football. We talk betting. Pretty good day. Pretty, pretty good day. Enjoy it. Thanks for joining us here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. I'm Trent Conda. Thanks for so much for being with us as we try to figure out all this video stuff, right? Lots of stuff going on. Oh, man, I missed some things. What, well, we have this? Oh, yeah, let's bet on it. Had that. We'll figure it out. Had this. Oh, yeah, another one. Hey, we're learning. We're learning, but most importantly, we're giving you info and we're talking Hawkeyes with you. Thanks again for joining us here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast.